This is the Regular Pastor Podcast, the only podcast devoted to regular pastors and regular churches. My name is Landon Coleman. I am a regular pastor at Emmanuel Baptist Church in Odessa, Texas. You have found your way into the fourth season of the Regular Pastor Podcast. Without question, the best season uh, of the Regular Pastor Podcast. In this season, we're talking about books, and we're talking about ideas, and we're trying to apply uh, the ideas of books to the day-to-day ministry of regular pastors. Today, I want to talk about a very popular book, Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland. The publisher is Crossway, not surprising considering uh, Ortland's job. The book is 218 pages. It has an introduction and 23 short chapters. book was published in 2020 and Uh, Just by way of note, this book has won numerous awards from places like World Magazine and the Gospel Coalition for the Church. Uh, Many, many other places have recognized this as a unique book. A little bit about uh, Dane Ortland, the author. Dane is obviously part of the Ortland clan. His father, Ray Ortland, was a longtime pastor of Emmanuel in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, recently retired. Dane's brother, Gavin has a couple of seminary degrees. Gavin has written a number of books. Gavin has a popular YouTube channel uh, that he has started recently. Dane Ortland received a PhD from Wheaton College, and he serves as a chief publishing officer and Bible publisher at Crossway. And obviously, Crossway is one of the big uh, Bible and Christian book publishers. Dane, in addition to that role at Crossway, is a senior pastor of Naperville Presbyterian Church in Naperville, Illinois. He is married, and he has five children. Recently, Dane Ortland has released a book called Deeper, and I heard him on a, another podcast talking about this as sort of a, a quasi-follow-up, not like a part two Uh, to Gentle and Lowly, but obviously in the same vein when you look at the cover art and you think about some of the themes in that book deeper. What is the big idea of Gentle and Lowly? You'll find it in the introduction on page 13 where Ortland says, quote, this is a book about the heart of Christ. Who is he? Who is he really? What is most natural to him? What ignites within him most immediately as he moves toward sinners and sufferers? What flows out most freely, most instinctively? Who is he? The answer comes from Matthew chapter 11, verse 29, where Jesus says, I am gentle and lowly in heart. Hence the title of the book, Gentle and Lowly. So very quickly, just a couple of important ideas from gentle and lowly. Ortland makes the observation, and he says that his dad pointed this out to him, that there are 89 chapters of gospel in the Bible. There is one place in all of those chapters where Jesus tells us about his heart. The heart is the center of a person. It's the true self. And what Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty nine 29 is that his heart is gentle and lowly. Matthew eleven twenty nine. I am gentle and lowly in heart. Now, Ortland makes the observation, this is not the disposition of Jesus toward everyone. 
but it is the disposition of those who recognize their sin and are facing their suffering and who are crying to Jesus for help and who are willing to accept his yoke and his burden, which, by the way, is light. So one place Jesus talks about his heart, Matthew eleven twenty nine. he says that he is gentle and lowly in heart, and he says it in the context of talking to disciples. Another important idea flows out of that one, and it's just this. Most of us don't naturally think about Jesus as gentle and lowly in heart. Instead, Ortland makes this observation on page 38, we tend to think that when we approach Jesus for help in our need and mercy amid our sins, we somehow detract from him, lessen him, or impoverish him. In other words, it's as if Jesus, we think, is bothered by our neediness, as if Jesus is bothered by our slowness to learn and to get our spiritual acts together. And so this observation that we tend to think of Jesus as being bothered by our neediness, rather than that he is eager to meet us in our neediness, Ortland launches off from that observation, and he goes into some tremendous chapters about the intercessory work of Christ. And he pulls from the Puritans, and he pulls from the book of Hebrews, and they're really, really just wonderful chapters. My favorite quote of the book is found on page 64. If Jesus is gentle and lowly, then this is true. Quote, nothing but coming to him is required. First at conversion, and a thousand times thereafter until we are with him upon death. I just think that's a beautiful picture of the Christian life. It's rooted in the gospel hope that Jesus is drawn toward sinners and he is inclined, he's eager, he's quick to show mercy. And that shouldn't surprise us as readers of the New Testament because in the Old Testament, God did not say that he was quick to anger, but that he was slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Ministry takeaway for gentle and lowly. This book is really, really popular. And so I think it's important for pastors to be aware of the book, to read the book. Odds are they will have people in their church and their congregation who either read it or read something about it online. And so I think it's helpful for a pastor to have worked through this book. It's not long. It's not difficult reading. Uh, I also think the book is profitable for the soul of a pastor. Uh, I think it will help a pastor deepen his walk with the Lord, and I think it will uh, further allow him to engage with his people, with his flock, as they have questions. I also think that when you begin to see the Good Shepherd as gentle and lowly, that is the, the heart of the shepherd, that's his disposition towards his people, I think it helps an under-shepherd, a pastor, shepherd his flock more like the good shepherd. We need to see how Jesus is towards us if we are going to be Christ-like in leading his people as under-shepherds. And so if this is the heart of Christ for penitent people, then it certainly ought to be our heart as well. Critique and criticism. I don't have much, but I do want to acknowledge that there is lots of critique and lots of criticism online. Uh, Some of the most vocal, or at least uh, what has gotten the most attention, has come from Phil Johnson and John MacArthur in the the Ministry of Grace to You. 
Essentially, these guys feel like Ortland is trying to tame or domesticate Jesus. You can find all that criticism online. Uh, you can look it up if you're so inclined. My aim is to give you a glimpse of the book, not necessarily the controversy surrounding the book. Uh, but there is some pushback. There has been some pushback, and it's just fascinating to see that this book has won so many awards and been uh, so highly written about and spoken of by so many leading pastors and theologians and thinkers and professors, but not all. Some have pushed back, and some have pushed back quite strongly. Uh, One comment I would offer in wading into just the controversy surrounding the book. I learned this from men like Tim Booker and Chuck Lawless uh, in my time in the Ph.D. program at Southern Seminary. Don't criticize an author for the book they didn't write. Instead, deal with what they have written. And I'm sure that Phil Johnson and MacArthur and the Grace to You guys feel like they're dealing with the book that's been written. Uh, But for my part, I did not come away from reading Gentle and Lowly thinking that Ortland was trying to say everything that needed to be said about Jesus as if the only thing that you need to know about him is that he is gentle and lowly. I do think he's trying to say something true and something central to the way that Jesus relates to his people. And I think he's pointing out something that's often neglected, especially in the Reformed community. I think uh, the Reformed community has done a good job at giving people a high and a lofty and a transcendent view of who God is. And I think in our eagerness to see God as high and lifted up, we have possibly assumed that Jesus, in the Incarnation, and now as he intercedes for his people, is perhaps a bit bothered or too busy or too exalted to relate to us. But that's not the picture painted of our mediator in the book of Hebrews, and it's not the picture Jesus paints of his own heart in Matthew eleven twenty nine. So the rating on Goodreads is a four. I gave it a solid five without question. Who should read this book? I think sinners and sufferers should read this book. I think Christians should read this book to be reminded of the heart, the disposition of Jesus toward his people. Thanks for listening to the Regular Pastor Podcast. You can subscribe for weekly episodes wherever you download your podcasts. Thanks in advance for leaving us a fantastic rating. You can follow Regular Pastor online at regularpastor.com. You can find me on Goodreads, see what I'm reading, what I think about books by searching for Landon Coleman on Goodreads. If you have a recommendation of a book or a request of a book you'd like me to read and review, I would love to receive that. Landon at EmmanuelOdessa.com. Until next week, this is The Regular Pastor.